Chapter 14 The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leprous person for the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go out of the camp, and the priest shall look. Then, if the case of the leprous disease is healed in the leprous person, the priest shall command them to take for him who is to be cleansed two live clean birds and cedar wood and scarlet yarn and hyssop. And the priest shall command them to kill one of the birds in an earthenware vessel over fresh water. He shall take the live bird with the cedar wood and the scarlet yarn and the hyssop and dip them in the live bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the fresh water. And he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is to be cleansed of the leprous disease. Then he shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird go into the open field. And he who is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes and shave off all his hair and bathe himself in water, and he shall be clean. And after that, he may come into the camp, but live outside his tent seven days. And on the seventh day, he shall shave off all his hair from his head, his beard, and his eyebrows. He shall shave off all his hair, and then he shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and he shall be clean. And on the eighth day, he shall take two male lambs without blemish, and one ewe lamb a year old without blemish, and a grain offering of three-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil, and one log of oil. And the priest who cleanses him shall set the man who is to be cleansed, and these things before the Lord, at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And the priest shall take one of the male lambs and offer it for a guilt offering, along with the log of oil, and wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. And he shall kill the lamb in the place where they kill the sin offering and the burnt offering, in the place of the sanctuary. For the guilt offering, like the sin offering, belongs to the priest. It is most holy. The priest shall take some of the blood of the guilt offering, and the priest shall put it on the lobe of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Then the priest shall take some of the log of oil and pour it onto the palm of his own left hand and dip his right finger in the oil that is in his left hand and sprinkle some of the oil with his finger seven times before the Lord. And some of the oil that remains in his hand the priest shall put on the lobe of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed and on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot, on top of the blood of the guilt offering. And the rest of the oil that is in the priest's hand he shall put on the head of him who is to be cleansed. Then the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord. The priest shall offer the sin offering to make atonement for him who is to be cleansed from his uncleanness. And afterward he shall kill the burnt offering. And the priest shall offer the burnt offering and the grain offering on the altar. Thus the priest shall make atonement for him, and he shall be clean. But if he is poor and cannot afford so much, then he shall take one male lamb for a guilt offering to be waived, to make atonement for him, and a tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, and a log of oil, also two turtle doves or two pigeons, whichever he can afford. The one shall be a sin offering, and the other a burnt offering. And on the eighth day he shall bring them for his cleansing to the priest, to the entrance of the tent of meeting, before the Lord. And the priest shall take the lamb of the guilt offering and the log of oil, and the priest shall wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. And he shall kill the lamb of the guilt offering. And the priest shall take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the lobe of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed and on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. 
And the priest shall pour some of the oil into the palm of his own left hand, and shall sprinkle with his right finger some of the oil that is in his left hand seven times before the Lord. And the priest shall put some of the oil that is in his hand on the lobe of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot, in the place where the blood of the guilt offering was put. And the rest of the oil that is in the priest's hand he shall put on the head of him who is to be cleansed, to make atonement for him before the Lord. And he shall offer of the turtle doves or pigeons, whichever he can afford, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering, along with a grain offering. And the priest shall make atonement before the Lord for him who is being cleansed. This is the law for him in whom is a case of leprous disease, who cannot afford the offerings for his cleansing. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, when you come into the land of Canaan, which I give you for a possession, and I put a case of leprous disease in a house in the land of your possession, then he who owns the house shall come and tell the priest, There seems to me to be some case of disease in my house. Then the priest shall command that they empty the house before the priest goes to examine the disease, lest all that is in the house be declared unclean. And afterward the priest shall go in to see the house, and he shall examine the disease. And if the disease is in the walls of the house with greenish or reddish spots, and if it appears to be deeper than the surface, then the priest shall go out of the house to the door of the house and shut up the house seven days. And the priest shall come again on the seventh day. And look, if the disease has spread in the walls of the house, then the priest shall command that they take out the stones in which is the disease and throw them into an unclean place outside of the city. And he shall have the inside of the house scraped all around, and the plaster that they scrape off they shall pour out in an unclean place outside of the city. Then they shall take other stones and put them in the place of those stones, and he shall take other plaster and plaster the house. If the disease breaks out again in the house after he has taken out the stones and scraped the house and plastered it, then the priest shall go and look, and if the disease has spread in the house, it is a persistent leprous disease in the house. It is unclean. And he shall break down the house, its stones and timber and all the plaster of the house, and he shall carry them out of the city to an unclean place. Moreover, whoever enters the house while it is shut up shall be unclean until the evening. And whoever sleeps in the house shall wash his clothes, and whoever eats in the house shall wash his clothes. But if the priest comes and looks, and if the disease has not spread in the house after the house was plastered, then the priest shall pronounce the house clean, for the disease is healed. And for the cleansing of the house he shall take two small birds with cedar wood and scarlet yarn and hyssop, and shall kill one of the birds in an earthenware vessel over fresh water, and shall take the cedar wood and the hyssop and the scarlet yarn, along with the live bird, and dip them in the blood of the bird that was killed and in the fresh water and sprinkle the house seven times. Thus he shall cleanse the house with the blood of the bird and with the fresh water and with the live bird and with the cedar wood and hyssop and scarlet yarn. And he shall let the live bird go out of the city into the open country. So he shall make atonement for the house and it shall be clean. This is the law for any case of leprous disease, for an itch, for leprous disease in a garment or in a house, and for a swelling or an eruption or a spot, to show them when it is clean and when it is unclean. This is the law for leprous disease. Chapter 15 The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When any man has a discharge from his body, 
his discharge is unclean. And this is the law of his uncleanness for a discharge. Whether his body runs with his discharge or his body is blocked up by his discharge, it is his uncleanness. Every bed on which the one the discharge lies shall be unclean, and everything on which he sits shall be unclean. And anyone who touches his bed awash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And whoever sits on anything on which the one with the discharge has sat shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And whoever touches the body of the one with the discharge shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And if the one with the discharge spits on someone who is clean, then he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And any saddle on which the one with the discharge rides shall be unclean. And whoever touches anything that was under him shall be unclean until the evening. And whoever carries such things shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Anyone whom the one with the discharge touches without having rinsed his hands in water shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And an earthenware vessel that the one with the discharge touches shall be broken, and every vessel of wood shall be rinsed in water. And when the one with the discharge is cleansed of his discharge, then he shall count for himself seven days for his cleansing, and wash his clothes. And he shall bathe his body in fresh water, and shall be clean. And on the eighth day he shall take two turtle doves, or two pigeons, and come before the Lord to the entrance of the tent of meeting, and give them to the priest. And the priest shall use them, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord for his discharge. If a man has an omission of semen, he shall bathe his whole body in water and be unclean until the evening. And every garment and every skin on which the semen comes shall be washed with water and be unclean until the evening. If a man lies with a woman and has an omission of semen, both of them shall bathe themselves in water and be unclean until the evening. When a woman has a discharge, and the discharge in her body is blood, she shall be in her menstrual impurity for seven days, and whoever touches her shall be unclean until the evening. And everything on which she lies during her menstrual impurity shall be unclean. Everything also on which she sits shall be unclean. And whoever touches her bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And whoever touches anything on which she sits shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Whether it is the bed or anything on which she sits, when he touches it, he shall be unclean until the evening. And if any man lies with her and her menstrual impurity comes upon him, he shall be unclean seven days, and every bed on which he lies shall be unclean. If a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, not at the time of her menstrual impurity, or if she has a discharge beyond the time of her impurity, all the days of the discharge she shall continue in uncleanness. As in the days of her impurity, she shall be unclean. Every bed on which she lies, all the days of her discharge, shall be to her as the bed of her impurity, and everything on which she sits shall be unclean, as in the uncleanness of her menstrual impurity. And whoever touches these things shall be unclean, and shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. But if she is cleansed of her discharge, she shall count for herself seven days, and after that she shall be clean. And on the eighth day she shall take two turtle doves, or two pigeons, 
and bring them to the priest, to the entrance of the tent of meeting. And the priest shall use one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for her before the Lord for her unclean discharge. Thus you shall keep the people of Israel separate from their uncleanness, lest they die in their uncleanness, by defiling my tabernacle that is in their midst. This is the law for him who has a discharge and for him who has an emission of semen, becoming unclean thereby, also for her who is unwell with her menstrual impurity, that is, for anyone, male or female, who has a discharge, and for the man who lies with the woman who is unclean. Hello friends, welcome to the Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we are reading the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase, and I have a bit of work to do. Um, I don't know if you see the timestamps or the dates on these podcast uploads, but uh, I'm a little bit behind. I got a little bit of work to do, but you know, it's okay. We're gonna, I'm telling you, we're going to finish this within a year. Trust me. So with that said, today's reading is Leviticus chapters 14 and 15. And um, I, I hope you're doing well. Um, by the way, I hope things are going well with you. Sorry, I didn't ask earlier. But yeah, Leviticus chapters 14, 15. I'm going to talk about some things that stuck out to me. So I know that these two chapters were interesting to say the least. So I want to start off by reading verse 31 in chapter 15. And it says, Thus you shall keep the people of Israel separate from their uncleanness, lest they die in their lest they die in their uncleanness by defiling my tabernacle that is in their midst. And so, um, before we get into it, I just want to say like this is kind of the basis for Leviticus and the uncleanness. And and so all these quote unquote rules and and commandments that God is giving to the Israelites the they are uh they are given in order to keep them separate from uncleanness it's to keep people keep the people of Israel holy and that is the goal of Leviticus that's, that's the theme is is holiness because God is holy and therefore he wants his people to be holy so with that said, you know, he, um, in Leviticus chapters 14 and 15, there's talk of mold in the house, um, skin inflammation, leprosy, um, bodily discharges, and these things are deemed unclean in the sight of God. And I want to point out that the word unclean is not synonymous with evil. That's not, you know, just because there's um, a discharge of semen doesn't make that person evil. It's just because a woman has uh, a discharge of, of blood, no, it doesn't make her evil. Mold on the walls, it's not evil. Um, I, um, I, I, am I make, does that make sense? I, I feel like it should make sense, but I think it's easy to equate those things if we're not being careful. And so uncleanness, unclean does not mean evil. It's just things that are not um, allowed within 
the tabernacle or God's presence. And so, and, 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 you know, I read these and it's just like, oh, well, this is being human. This is just human life. And this is how God wants us to deal with these human things. And, and even though there's this spiritual aspect of keeping things clean, there's also a physical aspect. I mean, it's, it's pretty healthy to get rid of any mold in your house and, and, you know, you, you, you clean things and you have someone check it out. And if it's still unclean, if there's still mold, you just get rid of it. You, you tear it down, you build a new house. It's, it's just how you, you, you keep things clean. And, um, and in, in the case of bodily discharge, if there's a discharge of semen in a place, you, you clean it. If it was, if it was your clothes, your bed, you would clean these things because that's the appropriate thing to do. It doesn't make you evil. It's just, bro, it's dirty. Just clean it. (laughs) So, um, so I, I just, I read this and it feels, it feels very human to me. It doesn't, um, I don't think there should be any shame associated with these things. Um, there should be respect, respect for God's um, orders and, and principles, but no, there shouldn't be shame, you know, and I, I say that being sensitive to those who deal with bodily discharges, you know, I don't, I don't want anyone feeling bad, feel, I don't want a woman to feel bad because she, she gets her period and she reads Leviticus and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm unclean. I'm evil. I've sinned against God. No, it, you're, you're, you're fine. It's just, you know, you, you deal with these things accordingly. And in this day and age in our culture, we have ways of dealing with bodily discharge. Um, was, this, was this weird for anybody just reading uh, chapter 15? I think this is the first time that we've seen the word semen and bodily discharge, things like that. That might have been a bit of a surprise to someone who hasn't read the Bible before. I know it was to me, but you know, I, I read it and I just think, wow, this is, God is just, God is, God is here. He's, he's not surprised. He's not taking a, taken aback by the functions of the human body. And he has laws and principles for dealing with these things. And it just, it just makes it, I think, it makes the Bible very real to me. I could be wrong about this, but I think that there's a perspective out in the world that says, you know, the Bible just condemns anything dealing with sex or the human reproduction system. It's just, you know, it's like, ah, stay away from those things. And, you know, that's partially due to church culture today, but I think it's also in part to just the perspective of the world and how people view, view the Bible. And in light of that, I say, look at this chapter here and look at how um, human these things are. You know, God's not calling them evil. He's just saying that they're unclean and that they, they need to be dealt with. And how do we deal with it? Through the sacrificial system of Leviticus. These rituals would make the person 
clean, you know, change their status from unclean to clean. Their uncleanliness won't spread to the tabernacle and the individual can be close to God and to other people in Israel. But it didn't solve the actual symptom. It just changed their status. Um, the rituals that were given weren't there to, they didn't heal the person. All they could do was declare the person clean or unclean. And this makes the entrance of Jesus all that more amazing. In uh, the New Testament time, lepers, leprous people, they would have to go around saying that they were unclean. And, you know, they would shout out literally, I'm unclean. And people would stay away from them um, because they didn't want to get leprosy. But Jesus shows up and he heals this man of leprosy. And uh, not, he not only, you know, changes his status from unclean to clean, but he also deals with the underlying symptom. And this man is healed, like, ritually and, and physically. And um, a lot of us are, we're all, not a lot of us, all of us are the same way. We are, we're separated from God because of our, our sin. And, but, but God doesn't stay away from us. He, he comes close through the, the person of Jesus and uh, through, through his blood and his, and his sacrifice by his stripes. We are healed and we have the opportunity to come boldly to his throne. We can enter into the tabernacle because that veil is torn because of the death of Jesus. And, you know, we can approach him and be forgiven and, and, and have our lives changed. Um, and, and, you know, you know, so many of us say, oh, I'm going to wait until I get my, my life together. You know, I'm going to wait until... I'm clean and then I'm going to come to Jesus, you know, but that's not, that's not, that's not how it works. It's not the case. We can't make ourselves clean. We can't change our status from unclean to clean on our own or else we would have done it already. Um, but Jesus can, he's the one that changes the status. And so I would say, just come to him. You know, at, like admit it. You know, you're you're unclean. You've done some things wrong. You've hurt some people. You did some things you're not proud of, and that's okay. Uh, you just come to Jesus for forgiveness. Have your have your life changed, and 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 live the life that He wants you to live as a child of God. As um, you know, put on His righteousness, and 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 watch as you as He changes your your thoughts and the way you talk and how you see things and people and. And you have, as you build this relationship with him, it'll just, it'll be the most miraculous thing you'll ever experience. So, yeah, choose him today. Um, walk out of darkness and walk into his marvelous light. Friends, I want to thank you for taking your time listening to this podcast episode. It really means a lot to me. Thank you for bearing with me as I get back into a rhythm. Things have been kind of rough. The past few weeks but um, I'm still trucking along I'm still here I want to be persistent and consistent in this podcast um, something I just want to do for myself and for for you dear listener so thank you um, I hope that you come back tomorrow I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode and that you 
you know, learn something and that you ultimately make that decision and step out in faith and choose Jesus today. I want to thank you for listening to the Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we are listening to the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. Put an asterisk mark there if you want. My name is James Chase. Know that I love you, but Jesus loved you first. I'll see you tomorrow. justified and those he justified he also glorified